0: and welcome to good sex bad sex this is a podcast from metro.co.uk
1: it's a bit like a dominatrix school but we have the original miss kane
0: oh oh truly a surprise oh how delightful <laughs> delightful delightful my name is Bibi Lynch. And I am the original Mistress Kay. <laughs> okay, Bibi, who have we got coming up today?
1: Well, we got Sophie Cohen. And you know Sophie. Sophie is the headmistress of House of Vixens. And she's also teaching at the London Dominatrix School.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. My name is Sophie Cohen. I am the creative director and head vixen at House of Vixens.
1: Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, founder and creative director of House of Vixens and teacher at the London Dominatrix School. It's Sophie Cohen. Glowing
2: Sophie Cohen. <laughs> if only you could see through radio, right?
1: Oh, right. I'm, I'm glad they calm. I'm livid. <laughs> I'm livid, damn you. How have you been?
2: I am just so happy to be able to be out in the world and uh, teaching people how to do kinky things again. So that's been great. I'm loving that. <laughs>
1: As everything you you do been impacted? I mean, it must have been. Yes, deeply. Yeah. So,
2: in in COVID, so when I met you guys last time, we were doing our live show, and then we were just about to launch into a new live show that was like big with producers, which was really exciting for me because I self produced everything before that, and then COVID hit, so uh, that never happened. So we actually transitioned into doing film, um, and so we did a interactive film experience for New Year's Eve to end the worst year in living memory, uh, <laughs> called La Petite Mort, where you could burn everything to the ground. So, um, and that was super successful. So, yeah, so that's been great. And then we ended up uh, also doing some online stuff for Linda Dominatrix School. So I've pivoted that way, but I'm an in-life person. So yeah. I'm really enjoying being able to be back around yeah. other human beings again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, let's let's get into this. So so House of Vixens, so, oh my God, the House of Vixen site is so hot. Oh, my God. I, I actually <laughs> felt movement. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for that the is... first time in a long
2: time. <laughs> that is what I'm trying to do.
1: <laughs> there was action, something. I mean, it could have been cystitis. I don't think it was. There was, definitely, <laughs> there was definitely movement. So, So for people that don't know, and I can't believe there's anyone out there, Tell us what House of Vixens is. So, House of Vixens is a collective
2: of women, and we are erotic performance artists. And everything we do is about telling these beautiful erotic vignettes through dance and choreography and now film. So um, we did a lot of live shows and very beautiful, intimate spaces. And it was all about getting really up com- close next to people, very interactive and immersive. Um, and now we are transitioning that into a film space and how you do that uh, in a way that still touches people. And the fact that I moved you online makes me really excited.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, really sexy. What's your, what's your aim of ha- for House of Vixens?
2: I mean, for me, it's, it's my artistic expression. So my background, um, I'm self-taught in everything. Uh, I worked as a stripper, I've worked as a pro dominatrix. Um, so I very much have always lived in this kind of subversive space. Um, I also did like drama school as a kid, so (laughs) (laughs) all that money my parents spent really, um, (laughs) and, and, uh, yeah, so it's always been about um, approaching sexuality in a way that makes people think a little bit and you know and what I really want is for people to have good sex lives and to feel empowered, especially women. And um, I just hope that when couples and women come into our spaces, that's how they feel. And that's the feedback we've always gotten. So really, I'm Jewish, I like to host. so it's just like <laughs> an extension, but in like a sex way <laughs> where I'm like, have you eaten enough? have you fucked enough <laughs> how can I help um I don't actually fuck people who come to my shows by the
1: way oh, man. That but I'm inspiring a, yeah. you to fuck other people or yourself <laughs> there's a chop there's a chop liver joke and I can't even I can't even find it I know it's there somewhere. I can't even find it this is so hilarious um, it comes back I want to hear it <laughs>
2: How long has House of Vixens been going? So we were originally House of Kittens. Um, yeah. And we decided in the pandemic that we just needed to not be baby cats anymore. Uh, it was a name I came up with when I was 23. And maybe I was a bit kittenish at the time. <laughs> and um, I don't feel so kitten anymore. Uh, <laughs> so Vixen felt more like what we wanted to be. And it also is a term for like a bitch. And I definitely think like more women should take that on board because we should be like stronger and bitchier. So just, yeah, embrace it. So House of Vixens is quite a new incarnation of what we've been doing, but House of Kittens and what I've been doing has been around for about nine years. Yeah. And who is your audience? Mostly women and couples. So, you know, it's quite funny. Every, so every time we have people from theater land come in and watch what we do they get very serious and they say like oh it's the objectification of women and you know like this is clearly for the male gaze and like really because it's all created by women and if you look around the room it's all women and the only men who are here have been brought into the space by their women (laughs) so we hardly have any single men who come to our shows if they do they're super welcome and you know as long as you're not an asshole you're always welcome at our shows but we really do uh attract a very feminine audience um a lot of gay guys like what we do we have drag queen hosts the fabulous daisy polar is our wonderful host s with the most s so we get a nice little crowd (laughs) from that as well and yeah it just it tends to be also like our demographic is very wide so from like seven our like our biggest fans are this couple i've never really got them to talk to me they come in in full leather And they're like there before anybody else is there and they watch the show and then they leave immediately. (laughs) And I tried to chat to them once. They weren't really interested, but I think they go home and fuck. So that's great.
1: (laughs) And how old are they?
2: They're about 75.
1: Oh, I love this.
2: Uh, Well, you know, like I'm, I'm all about like, everybody should be embracing their sexuality and whatever that means for you. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from San Francisco. So obviously in an embracing sexuality place. Yeah. Um, and I was really lucky to be raised in a very bohemian artistic household. Um, my parents love my stripper stories and dominatrix stories and are very supportive and have flown over to come and see my shows. And my dad didn't quite get it. He's like "Am I tipping people. I'm like, no, it's not a strip club. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's very funny, like crazy Jewish man. And, um, He's a jazz drummer and my mom's an artist and I, oh, I, I was wow. really lucky. So yeah. I I want to like share that with everybody, that just being
1: cool. So with, why did you come here to do, to make all this? Did you feel that you had to come here to do it?
2: No, I came here at 18. My mother is actually originally from London. And um, so I had just had been obsessed as a child that I was going to move to London. I think I thought that I was going to be able to wear like Regency dresses. I don't know <laughs> why, how that got into my head. I was very disappointed when I found out that wasn't the case. Um, although if I lived in Shoreditch, I'd probably still Yeah, yeah, you got uh, chance, <laughs> fuck yeah. it. I'm going to wear a Regency dress. <laughs> Um And I... I just loved it. I loved London. I loved the sort of freedom of it. Um, I lived in Shoreditch like 20 years ago when it was not stupid. Yeah. Um, so it was, it just felt really fresh and new. And I just ended up staying. I didn't think about it. Loads of people said to me, Oh, that was so brave. I'm like, no, no, just 18 and stupid and not really like <laughs> thinking about how I like I wouldn't move now. I'm like, is there a waitress? I don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I moved to Palmer's Green recently from Bounds Green, and that freaked me out. It's like 10 minutes from each <laughs> other. Like, so I don't think I'm as adventurous anymore. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, Shoreditch. So I used to work in Shoreditch late eighties. Wow. That so was, it that yes. was cowboy land. then. it was cowboy land, and it was, but it was just getting so, like Gary Hume, uh, Damien Hurst. I uh, was, I was at, at Strong Studios, like the, the greatest recording studio on earth. So all these like really cool little kind of pockets of brilliance, and but still not crazy rooms. <laughs> still hadn't gone. It was, it was fantastic. Bass Clef was there. Yeah, supportive of artists, right? You yeah. know, so when
2: I first went there, it was very supportive of the arts, and you could really explore what that meant. And I've just always been obsessed with anything to do with sex. I, you know, like before I even knew what it was, I remember I had an aunt and she had the tarts bathroom, she called it. And all around the top of it, there was like little naked ladies and people fucking each other. And I was just like, spend like loads of time in there being like, wow, that's great. I don't know what's happening, but I'd like to be part of that. (laughs) So I, this has just always been my, my total fascination.
1: Let me ask you something. So because I, I, I'm sex positive in that yes, I talk about, yes, thank you so much. You know, I, I, I write about sex, I talk about sex, um, you know, and I've done that for, for, for a lot of my career. Do you find, are you, are you very open with people about what you do? There's no yes. reason on earth why you shouldn't be, yeah. Because I find that because I am sex positive in print and maybe in, in, um, in broadcast, that seems to blur the consent lines for a lot of men. So I will get really... Like, so I got a DM <laughs> this weekend right, <laughs> from a bloke asking about wedges, if I want to have a wedgie and if I want to have an atomic wedgie. I don't even know what an atomic wedgie is. Is he twelve? No. It's, <laughs> it's like And if you and if you say, Oh, actually that's inappropriate, you I haven't given you any kind of consent for that. It's like, well I thought you were, you know, I thought you were a broad-minded. Suddenly that's your problem. So do you get that kind of attitude to you?
2: So Although right now I feel so welcoming and friendly. (laughs) I can kind of put on a don't fuck with me uh, vibe quite quickly. Um, And I think probably working in the dominatrix space uh, helps me with that quite a lot. So, I mean, there's not a lot that people can say to me that I'm going to be shocked by or bothered by. I never really get DMs. I kind of, but I kind of hide behind House of Vixens, right? So House of Vixens, so people don't know me. They don't know Sophie Cohen. Maybe if I was more out there as like, hi, this is who I am. I might get more people asking me if I want a wedgie. Um, And then I would ask them if they want a fisty. I don't know. (laughs) What, what, how, is there a trade? Do I get to do something to you that you don't want to to happen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And on a bank holiday as well, Sophie. That's nice. Choose your timing. (laughs) It's a little
0: ridiculous.
2: But it's also ridiculous because, like, no, of course I don't own a fucking
1: wedgie. <laughs> like,
0: What's wow. Wedgie?
1: So listen, so tell me, so, so you said House of Vixens <laughs> has moved into film. So what kind of yeah. stuff are you doing? Well, at the moment, we are currently working
2: on um, funding for a new project, which is going to be a reincarnation of Amatory Asylum. But we want to do this in an interactive space. And we want to really approach these interesting you know dichotomies between gays right because it's something that's been brought up a lot um as far as you know when when we get our critiques and stuff of people who don't understand what's behind this don't understand that it's like a completely female company and we're all creating this and our gaze and I think that is a very difficult thing for people to understand is like if you find something beautiful and sexy immediately it's thought of that it is for men yeah. and I it's sort of to me like an internalized misogyny that you think that Anytime you want to look at, you know, like it's not just like, oh, I hope a guy sees me yeah, yeah, Yeah. But you know, so I find that quite a strange thing. And so we really want to approach interactive film in a new and exciting way because a lot of interactive film is just really shit, where it will like stop in the middle and be like, do you want to go left or right? And you're like, is this a video? Why I, you know, I'm, I like, I hate technology that interrupts story. Like I only like technology that enhances what you're already doing uh, or gimmicks and things like that. So it's like, if it doesn't make what you're doing more interesting, then you shouldn't do it. So we're looking at how we can do that with interactive film and also to create these really beautiful, intimate spaces that once were held in live spaces, but bring them into people's rooms. Cause I want to I want to touch more people, uh, literally and (laughs) physically, but I want more people to see what we do. And I think that some people are a little shy to come to our shows or they're too far away. And so we're just kind of going, well, with film, you know, our, our film that we did at New Year's was super successful. And we had such a big uptake from that. And I think that there is a space for people to explore sexuality in a filmic space where you can be at home and do that, and we will still also do live shows as well. We are. As I was going to say because you want,
1: you. I, I would love to come see one of your live shows.
2: Where I'm looking at that right now, I'm meeting with somebody yeah. on Thursday about. But I just, I don't want to self-produce anymore. So we are looking actively. If anybody's listening and would like to produce one of our shows, <laughs>
1: oh, please man.
2: call me because I just don't want to sell tickets. It's it kills you as an artist. It's
1: yeah. Um, can I say something? Um, yes. The Jewish in you and I've bit Jewish in me. Um, will there be? Snow snacks at the live shows I mean oh, this is snacks, yeah okay.
2: I mean there's always but is there
1: ever not snacks no well, I don't know I mean I'm asking the question hoping against this hope is, that
2: yeah this is my biggest fear is that people will leave my house hungry so
1: it, <laughs> any of your house the house of 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 vixens my house yeah it's palmer's uh, green place i think this
2: is a leftover my grandmother survived the russian revolution so and she married a grocer right so she was just like i will never be hungry again and i do think that this is like this is my theory is that jews are so obsessed with food because we were starving for a little while it didn't go well and so then that's like been the anxiety passed on it's like
1: do you have enough to eat yeah please have some more i'd like you to feel a little sick after you leave my house oh well that's that's, a what an image. (laughs) That's a beautiful image. So so you're also doing, how have you got the time lady? So you're House (sighs) of Vixens, founder and creative director of House of Vixens, and you're teaching at the London Dominatrix School. Do do both roles feed each other, talking of food, do both (sighs) roles roles feed each other?
2: You know, it's interesting. So obviously, you know, I, the pro dom stuff definitely does. And I think that the way that that Feeds for me and having worked in a striptease space, space, which is normally thought of as, I guess, more of a submissive space, even though it's not. Um, and then a pro dominatrix space, which is always thought of as, like, obviously, very femme dom space. Um, I get to see power plays quite a lot. I get to see human nature, sexuality, people submitting to things, challenging themselves, ch- challenging their boundaries. Um, and that really uh inspires my creativity. Um, and I I love people and I love men and I love women. You know, so it's just I I think that there's always this kind of feeling of like the man hating sex mm. worker or things like that. And that is so not me. I love male yeah. energy. Um I'm quite androgynous with my energy. Like I have quite a masculine edge to me as well. And so it's something that yeah, just sort of feeds each other. And but the biggest thing I love about teaching is making women feel good about themselves. And we have a lot of single women who come in um, who are a bit older, maybe just newly single and are just like, I want to know how to do stuff. Like I don't necessarily want to be a dominatrix or anything like that, but I want to be able to walk into a space and feel powerful. And, you know, there's nothing less powerful than like not knowing how to use a fucking nip- nipple clamp, you know, and you're just like holding it and be like, I don't know, what do I do with this? You can't turn on the vibrator or whatever. And it's just like, kills it a little bit. And I love helping couples connect with each other. And that is something that in the stripper world and in the dominatrix world, I did all the time. I was like the couple queen because I just immediately hone in and I see them for who they are. And I want to help people connect with each other. And that's what performance is, you know?
1: I Can I ask how old you are? I'm 38. Are you? You look very young. I mean, thirty-eight is young, but you do look very young. Damn you! Damn you and your skin. I um, am so, I'm so um, envious and impressed by younger generation who really, and that's why I love that you just said that older women are coming in, coming into you oh, yeah. because it, like my generation, we never. Well, I've said this a million times on this podcast. We, the word consent did not exist. We did we no. never discussed. I still don't even discuss it. Actually, it's interesting. I don't I don't know discuss sex things with my peers so much. Interesting. And it's yeah, and it's really it just it just wasn't there. And and now I, I love that the younger generation—they just explore everything. And this is like one positive of social media that I think people have can find other like-minded people to so find some strength in that. I mean, of course, there's all, a million negatives, but that's kind of something that seems to happen. But I'm so um, kind of happy to hear that older women are coming to you. That's yeah. brilliant. I mean, where are they the, getting that courage from? I Maybe don't know.
2: seeing. Yeah. Uh, maybe seeing it out there. So the oldest woman that I gave pro dominatrix lessons to, so we have a course where it's like, if you want to monetize this and you want to be a pro dominant, we'll teach you everything. Business studies, the whole lot, um, health and hygiene, you know, how to stay yeah. safe in the space, all that kind of stuff, you know, how to screen clients, just the practicals that are really important. She was 72 years old and she was like, just fabulous. And she looked, do you remember those, what was that a uh, duo? And they used to go around and like, Poke people for like cleaning their house. And there was one and she's oh, like, yeah. I think she's on Big Brother or something like that I think maybe yeah. she, she didn't do well on Big Brother. I think maybe she's a bit yeah. Kimson like there, this lady was really yeah. nice, but she had like the bun, the whole thing. She had a great look. And she was like, you know, I always <laughs> wanted to do this. My kids are super supportive, but my parents would have found it really challenging. So after they passed away, she came in and did the whole course. And she was, I mean, she was great. She's like, Oh, I haven't touched a cock in years. <laughs> she was like, So we have a school model that people can try things on, um, which is really nice for single women as well. So, you know, and he's like really professional poker face. Um, So, you know, and so it means that like, you Can actually have so it's one-to-one tuition. So you come in with me, I meet you where you are, there's no stupid questions. I think my like California vibe quite helps people feel like oh, everything's gonna be cool in this space. And it is, you know, and it's just like what I want is for you to walk away, being like, I don't know how to do shit. So when you go on dates or you know, guys say something stupid, like, do you want an atomic wedgie? You can be yeah. like, Do you want a massive dildo up your ass? I mean, yeah. like, what, what yeah
1: there's so much here that you're saying to me I can't well first of all can you please show some respect to the future ex Mr. Beebe because I mean I'm opted, but reader listener I'm married here um, we're so in you've a relationship actually, now you've, yeah I'm very very serious you've got an in-house model we do what a gig what a gig he's you know what it is what a gig
2: because he's really good and patient and um and he gives really good feedback. So he was in the kink scene for many, many years. Um, and he's like very cool, very chill, but he actually can give good feedback as well. He's not just some like weird guy who's like, Yeah, I like this. This um, is amazing. Does he get does he get aroused? No, no, he's like no. really professional. No, 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 super professional. It's quite oh funny. The only gosh. lesson that he can't quite keep a poker face on is electrics because have you ever heard of electrics? I'm sure you have in your world, but I'll explain it to what people is. So we've got something that are called electrics and they basically send like an current. So, you know, the, it's called electrostim, um, right. specifically for kink. And so, you know, the stuff that you like when people are like, I don't want to do sit ups, So they just put those like pads on themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that, but for kink. So it's been like hijacked by kink. And then we've got violet wands. and. That like does make you like jump a little bit. So he does jump a little bit. But it, other than
1: that, he's super poker face, just gives you feedback. When you first said poker face, I thought you said poker in the face. And I was like, oh. well, that's not that professional. And now not I professional at all. The... <laughs> not as professional as we'd like. Unless you're consenting oh, to that. Unless, <laughs> of course, it's what you want. So this pro dom course is one of the courses you're teaching at the London Dominatrix School. Yeah. Um, you also teach kinky couples. We do. So that's when a couple will come
2: to me and I'll show them how to do stuff to each other. So everything at the London Nominatrix School is all about femdom. I actually also do private lessons myself, and this is for couples specifically and also women and men if they want to come in, where I just teach them about kink and exploration and things like this, that's maybe a little bit less of, cause domination is like, it's a very specific space in BDSM. And I just think that sexuality is much bigger than that. Um, and so, you know, the London Dominatrix School brought me in to do that because I have a lot, a wealth of knowledge from many, many years personally and professionally in the space. And then I'm applying that now. So we are going to open up another, um, little Avenue for house of vixens where couples and people can come to me personally with their specific needs, um, which might not be kinky. It might just be to connect, you know, and, yeah. and kink is very wide. You don't, it doesn't mean you have to slap each other and hit each other and hurt each other. You know, it can just be your. you're, communicating. And it's really hard, you know, as I have a lot of women who come to me who, you know, they've gone through menopause and then suddenly their sexuality has really changed or you've had children and, or you've been locked in a fucking house together for a year with children and menopause. Right. So, you (laughs) know, it will really kill, you know, it kills a lot of stuff. And so sometimes just having a third person there, who's cool that you can talk to about anything is just very helpful. And helping people see what's beautiful about each other again is is something I'm very passionate
1: about. I love this. And are the lessons one-on-one or couple and you, or is it several couples? So there's other spaces that you can go to, to do sort of group classes.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it becomes very difficult to be honest. Yeah. Um, and what I really try and do is to create a really safe space to explore. Um, and I always give people my background, you know, that and also, you know, I think if I had been 24 trying to do this, it wouldn't really work out. You know, nobody wants a 24-year-old kid being like, This is how you touch for your cousin's penis. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, get the fuck away. So, you know, <laughs> just being like not a child um is quite helpful. And, you know, recently I've had like a couple come to see me. The woman is that's she's young. She's 22, you know, and her partner is much older. And that's been a learning curve for me. Cause I'm like, wow, you're really like, don't know a lot of stuff yet. And he's quite naive as well. So it's like, I've had to kind of come down to where they are in a sexual space because my experiences would freak them out. So it's like being able to be, uh, thoughtful enough to not like you know, you know, when you go to a good teacher and you're like, wow, they've really taught me interesting stuff. And then there's shit teachers who are like, this is my time to perform for you and show you how much yeah. I know. I'm yeah. trying to be teacher A, which is yeah. just like meet you where you are and make you feel good and walk away feeling confident. And like you learn something that you can bring into your relationship and home.
1: This sounds as well. A lot of what you do, um, it sounds practical. There'd be practical things. People Very but much also so. A lot of psychology.
2: Very much so. So it's yeah. everything, you know, everything above. And you know, it can be applied in any way that you want. And I, it's just, people should be having better sex, you know, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with multiple partners. Um, and you know, I think the first part of that is feeling ownership over what you're doing, um, is really important and feeling comfortable in your own body, which can take time.
1: This, I think this is so fascinating. Do you think, and also it's all COVID safe. So people, you know, 100%. you're doing this, Yeah. So you're I doing wear, this yeah. person now, Wear so masks,
2: all, wear gloves, wear, yeah. you know,
1: and this is another thing. About but you it being, always wore masks and gloves. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's safe. People want to come along. It's, it's safe. super safe. It's
2: super safe. Yeah. I'm also double vaccinated. So. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. People could lick me if they want.
1: <laughs> okay. That's too far. She went too far. But I'm so sorry. Um, atomic wedgie wasn't far enough. But I mean, the licking. No. Do you think the pandemic and what's happened has changed? I'm not sure if this is a stupid question, but I, I don't think it no is. No stupid questions, BB. Okay. It's a whole <laughs> career, a whole career based on them. Do you think it's changed people's desires or how they feel about sex? Like you just kind of alluded to being locked in a, a space with someone may kind of make people make, make you desire them less, but also being on your own, I guess, because, you know, some people have dated, but some people haven't. Yeah. Has, do, you th- do you think it's impacted?
2: I do. And I also have noticed. So we we have had a few couples that have come to us with slightly bewildered wives going, Well, I never knew that he liked to wear women's underwear, but I've just found out that he does. And I'm trying to support him through this. So we're gonna we're gonna explore this together, which um, you know, is great. And that's a really that's a really nice way to look at it. You know, some people might freak out a little bit. And I think, you know, in the pro Dom space, there's a lot of guys most men who come into that space have a lot of shame around their particular sexuality. Right. Yeah. Otherwise they'd be sharing it with their partners. So, you know, and I think that there's this illusion that only women have issues in sexuality and men have a lot of anxiety around sex too. You know, they have to perform, they have to, you know, you, you either up or you're not. Right. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of performance anxiety in that space and a lot of submissive men, um, are maybe powerful men, the cliche is actually true. They're quite powerful in their lives. And actually men don't have many opportunities to feel held by somebody else, right? As soon as you're a man and a father and a husband, their expectation on you is to do a lot of things. It's not to be like soft and quiet in any kind of space. And then for a lot of men as well, they're worried about their performance. And if you have a strong woman who goes, lick me here, touch me there, do this like that, they can't fuck up. Right. It's quite relaxing. And equally, somebody who is responsible for everything, the mortgage, the this, the that, the take you the bins out, kill the spiders, whatever it is that men are expected to do all the time to just have a woman telling you what to do all the time or just in your sexual space is just really relaxing. So I think that that's what people get very confused about what being submissive is. Submissive is a complete relinquishing your power to somebody else. And what you get from that is deep relaxation, which as adults, we really need more of that, I think.
1: I do wonder, I do wonder how how the pandemic has changed people. I wonder, how will we ever find that out? I guess we'll find it out with the kind of issues tell. people are coming to you with, yeah, and what, what people will, will want or what not want or what they've discovered about themselves or, yeah it's fascinating. What's the, what does the future hold for you um, and House of Vixens and and the London Dominatrix School then?
2: Well, so London Dominatrix School is, you know, they employ me as a teacher there. So it's kind of a separate entity for me, but it's something that I'm very passionate about and I love doing. So at the moment with them, um, I'm actually training up a new teacher as well so that they're not totally reliant on me (laughs) but (laughs) for the moment I'm headmistress there and then for House of Vixens (laughs) we are looking to really push forward in these beautiful erotic interactive film spaces and looking to do, um, a little residency somewhere so that we can keep on meeting people and connecting with people and just, uh, putting the beautiful sexual energy out in the world.
1: So California and, those, and hippie. <laughs> well, it's fine. We'll, we'll let it go. <laughs> you Sorry. said lick earlier. So everything else you said has <laughs> been mixed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's been so lovely to see you. So lovely to see you too. Oh, and I'm so, we miss Miranda, but um, yeah, she feels yeah. better she and She'll um, be good.
2: Please send my love. and as oh, soon as we have a live thing going on, you guys have uh, cocktails and a table on me and food, snacks.
1: Oh <laughs> Bring dips, bring dips. Um, <laughs> we would love that. That would be absolutely brilliant. When are you thinking you might have live stuff? You know?
2: I'll know more. You know, I think probably the fall is realistic. I know that everybody is like June 21st and wh- I'm just, I just want to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. When more people are vaccinated, I want a really safe space for everybody. And I want, yeah. I want to be able to touch people again. I yeah. really miss being able to just do that without kind of doing that awkward, weird, can I yeah. touch you? Can I touch you? <laughs> When I can touch people. When people can lick me, baby. When people
1: yeah. Can lick me. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop saying it. Um, where, Never. How do people, <laughs> how do people um, keep up with what you're doing? Where, where are you? Who, so, who are you on socials?
2: On social, we are House of Vixens underscore official on Instagram. Uh, you can find us under House of Vixens at Lily Lafleur on Twitter. And, of course, our website, which is houseofvixens.com. And you can join our mailing list and we will tell you about all the things. And we're, we're the least annoying mailing list ever because I basically only email email when uh, shit's happening which I've been told is not the way to do it but I find everybody else <laughs> fucking annoying so I try not to be what I don't
1: like so there you go um all the best with everything all the, all the best <laughs> suddenly you. I'm ATA all the best <laughs> all the best love. all the best sweetheart. <laughs> oh, you take us yes <laughs> sweetheart. um lovely to see you you too bye she's so interesting and it's you know she was saying about um Kind of people that are going to her. And I really kind of, obviously for obvious reasons, she just said she's getting, um, like at the London Dominator. so it's house of vixens. They, they're moving into film, that interactive film, which I didn't even have the courage to ask exactly what that means, but I guess the clues in the title, but it <laughs> sounds brilliant. But they're, look at their sight, Mary. they've moved from house of kittens to house of vixens, it's just so sexy. It's oh. just so sexy. And when there's a live event, we must go down. Cause it's going to be, you know, there's going to be stirrings and, and there's oh. going to be snacks. You promised snacks. Okay. Um, Um, but she was saying she does the London Dom Nature School and she does uh, pro dumb course and kink and
0: couples courses and
1: all really good stuff and she's getting more and more kind of older single women going there going, I just kind of, I just want to know about stuff and I love that.
0: Yeah. It's the whole,
1: the whole perception, isn't it, is that as you get older, you're just not interested, you're losing, you know, if you were ever interested, you no longer are and, um, but I I love that that not only uh, do women continue to be interested, they continue to be Searching out new adventures,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and fascinating in new stuff. And I just think that's really encouraging and brilliant. I love oh, it. Oh.
0: Um well, I'm hoping that if she ever wants to do sort of like a follow-on course for how a dominatrix can deal with time wasters, people <laughs> who do what they're told, uh, okay. men who are rude and don't leave you a tip, then yeah. I volunteer as tribute to run that course. So yeah. Okay.
1: There's that. there's there's quite a a downer quality about you, isn't there? Sometimes yeah.
0: <laughs> just like to just like to keep it real, you keep know, it keep real. everyone's feet on the ground. Keep it real, too. <laughs> My name is Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Cage.
1: Good sex bad sex was produced by Juliette Nichols from Metro.co.uk.
0: You can get in touch with us on Twitter at good sex, bad sex with a triple X at the end. Uh, you can contact us on Instagram if you've got an idea for a story. Or if you uh, want to come on the show yourself, then you can just slide into our DMs.
1: Please do. Uh, (laughs) Wipe your feet first. Atomic wedgie. What what even is it? Um, And we will, God willing, see you next week.